The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. Today we're talking about a promotion to power. God wants to position you for success today. Emmanuel, God with us. What does that truly mean? Could it be a secret to great success? These great mysteries of Christ, the scripture has imparted to us the deep things of God. They are beyond the depth of understanding for the natural mind. And so the truth of them is revealed by the Spirit of God. That one scripture can unlock spiritual success and prosper you. We'll just pray for a moment today. Father, we thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you for Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel, God with us, we thank you, Father, that regardless of life circumstances, we can turn within and talk to you as our Father. We can turn to the Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us, to protect, and to restore us, Father. In all of our ways, we bless you, and we thank you for the glorious name of Jesus. Amen. The body of Christ is intimately connected. I want to share something that happened a few weeks ago. Very early in the week, it was like the first part of the week, I felt a heavy burden up on me. And that burden went from Sunday to Monday, on into Tuesday and Wednesday. There was this heavy burden. It felt like there was a cloud over my head one day after another. Uh, it felt like I was out of sorts with myself, so to speak. There was a heaviness that was upon me. And so I began to pray. I began to pray for the nation. I began to pray for anyone whose name would, you know, come to my heart. But the burden remained just to pray, to watch and to pray. So I continued to watch and to pray. And it was a change. It seemed an atmosphere around me. Well, unbeknownst to me, shortly after that, the following week, I found out that in the body of Christ in another country, as Christians were being persecuted and the persecution was severe that led to death of many Christians in that particular region of the world. And my heart was so heavy about what I had heard. The body of Christ is intimately connected. Emmanuel, God in us. It gives us discernment. The spirit of God gives us discernment. It makes us divinely connected one to another. God will give you prophetic utterances as you draw close to him, he will reveal to you situations that you would have no other way of knowing except by the spirit of God. Now, this is a year of restoration. God wants to promote you in the spirit realm spiritually to bring you to a place of great success. And in doing that, it takes a drawing closer 
to God. This year is a year of depth of understanding. This year, the depth of the word of God is going to be revealed to those who are watching and waiting, seeking him to discover the greater truths of understanding God's word. This is the year that we are to eat the word of God. God told Ezekiel to eat the scroll. Ezekiel 3.1. He said to me, son of man, eat what is before you. Eat the scroll. Then go and speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth and he gave me the scroll to eat. Then he said to me, son of man, eat the scroll. I am giving you and fill your stomach with it. So I ate it and it tastes as sweet as honey in my mouth. And then he said to me, son of man, go now to the house of Israel and speak these words to them. Ezekiel's powerful encounter causes him to be sent to the people to speak on the Lord's behalf. So the words that came out of Ezekiel's mouth were prophetic. And what he spoke in that place was prophecy. And the prophecy would stand because it was the word of the Lord. And no word of God is void of power. Before Ezekiel was sent, he had an experience with Almighty God. God gave him specific instructions. He said, Ezekiel, eat the scroll. So the scroll was sweet as honey to Ezekiel. He said, God called Ezekiel. When he was a priest serving in the temple, ministering to God, God appointed him to be a prophet to the people. So Ezekiel received a promotion, not by man, but by God. And it's time for your promotion. I'm going to show you today how to step into a more intimate relationship with God that causes you to be positioned for a promotion An experience with God makes such an impact on the heart of man. It makes such an impact on the mind that that person is changed. An experience with God is something that no one can take away from you. God wants you to experience his word. Not just read the words that are on the page, but actually experience the word of God and have an encounter that changes us. That's what we are to do. Have an encounter with God that changes us within. So many have never had an encounter with God. They've never truly had an experience with God except when they gave their life over to Christ. I've had many tell me, and since then, nothing else has really ever happened. The Bible is full of visions and dreams, signs and wonders. Our faith, our intimate relationship with God should bring these types of events and experiences in our life. Miracles, dreams, signs, wonders should be a continuum in the child of God's life. Your ministry to God should be exciting. Your walk with God should be exciting. It should be fulfilling. If we aren't experiencing that, then we're not close enough to the Father. I know you'll say, Valerie, I'm close to God. But every child of God should be striving for a more intimate relationship with him. We should not ever be satisfied where we are. If we are, then we have not received deep revelation from the word of God. For the word of God is alive. It is full of color. It's exciting. And it brings fulfillment in one's life. And then there is a shift and what you experience in this realm. Ezekiel was attending to his duties as a priest in the temple. This is a form of ministering to God, and God changes the course of Ezekiel's days. He takes him not only from being a priest, but now he makes Ezekiel a prophet. 
So when we determine in our heart, I'm going after God. I'm not going to wait on God to come after me. I am going after God. When we determine that in our heart, there's a dramatic shift in our life. King David in Psalms 42.1 wrote, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. So David purposed in his heart to go after God as the deer goes after water. The deer searches and searches and searches for water, desperate, knowing that without water, it will not continue to live. We have to know we don't have true quality of life. We can live life in great despair and discouragement if we don't go after God and pant after him. When you purpose in your heart to go after God, guess what will happen? Temptation will also come when you go after God. I'm not talking about just temptation to do something lustful or something greedy. Temptation can come in the form of maybe maybe you've turned away from a situation and you determine in your heart, I'm not going to be with that person or I'm not going to be in that situation anymore. I'm not going to be with those particular people anymore. I'm not going to that place anymore. So temptation can come in ways like this. But if you turn away from them, And then you begin to wait up on God, wait for something new, determine I am going to wait on God. I am going to wait for God to do a new thing in my life, a new situation to come into my life. I'm not going to turn back to the old thing that God had me turn away from. When you do this and you wait up on a new situation, you wait up on God, God is going to do something magnificent for you, but we must Pass the test. We can't turn back to old situations that present themselves in front of us that God told us no to, to say no. I'm telling you today, children of God, pass the test. Don't turn back to something that God has told you not to be a part of. Something that you clearly, clearly know that you are not to turn back to. Don't go back that way. Pass the test and wait on God. To do something new. Wait with expectation for God to do a new thing in your life. Then we pass the test and the trials of life. As you focus on the scripture, Emmanuel, God with us, and of no value can be placed on the depth of understanding that you will receive. You will receive a spiritual promotion. Those words are vitally important to the child of God. Emmanuel healing within us because the spirit of the Lord has come to live in you. Emmanuel, prosperity within us. Emmanuel, deliverance has come within us. Emmanuel, God in us. Emmanuel, God with us. But the deeper meaning when you have given your life to Christ, God within us. Emmanuel, God in us. He came to dwell in you. This is an important scripture to meditate on, to get it down into your heart because it's so rich. God will continue to add understanding of how he is with you and in you. It is so powerful, the understanding that will come to you. It will bring you into a unity relationship with God. Now that Is promotion, a unity relationship of understanding. The Bible says that Noah walked and talked with God. This year, plan to walk and talk with God. I'm going to give you five steps before we close to step into a more intimate relationship with God. So be ready. 
I was talking to a doctor recently as a good friend of our family, and that doctor said to me, he said, you know, the other day I was leaving the hospital, and as I was leaving the hospital, one of the staff members said, oh, so doctor, I see you're talking to yourself again. He said, no, I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking to my friend. I'm talking to Jesus. Bless his holy name. He said, we all need to keep this relationship. We need to tend to our relationship with Jesus. He will guide us, and he will assure us in all of our ways that he is with us, Emmanuel, God with us. He is such a successful surgeon, I believe him. I take him at his word that he nurtures that relationship with God. Let's begin to look at the steps of a more intimate relationship with God, because that's where God is calling the church, a year of restoration, a year of a deep understanding of the Word of God, a year of enhanced relationship of intimacy. The first step, to be transparent before God, is power. Admit our mistakes and talk out any offense with God. Seek His forgiveness. He forgives a sincere heart, Psalms 32 and 5. Then I acknowledge my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and he forgave the guilt of my sin. Know God as a loving father and experience him from this position, the one who loves you and seeks a close relationship with each of us. And the second step to promotion, a more intimate relationship with God, because intimacy in relationship is power with God. Throughout the day, begin to shift your attention to God. Focus your attention on God. It is so easy to shift our focus to fear and worry and concern, but God delights in us turning our attention to him throughout the day, remembering during the day the good acts of God in your life. Note his kindness, daily acknowledge his greatness in creation. Have we not the sun by day, the moon and the stars by night to light our way? What has he given to you? What has he sent to you in a time of distress? Who has he sent to you in a time of distress or trouble? What has God done for you? How has he provided for you? Emmanuel, God with us, he never leaves. By focusing on God throughout the day, you are advancing in an intimate relationship with him. This is a promotion. In the Old Testament, the prophets had a relationship with God. The word prophet in Hebrew means having a special calling directly from God. It means called. So having a special calling, a commission directly from God. The prophets had astounding visions, prophetic messages on God's behalf. They were able to give to the people Phenomenal experiences with God. This was because of the prophet's relationship with God. Shift your focus to God throughout the day, and you will shift your reality. And you will shift from natural ability to all possibility. God is a God of great vision. And thirdly, set time to be alone with God. Matthew 6 and 6. But when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to the Father in secret. And the Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. God does not need words to speak to us. He speaks to us in our heart, even when we only hear silence. God's word within our heart 
you'll gain wisdom and understanding. Set your prayer time and be on time to prayer. Establish this prayer time in writing by writing it, penciling it into your schedule. If you keep your appointed time, you will have tremendous results in prayer. You're establishing the most important and powerful relationship that you will ever have. Four, discover how you see God. With pen and paper, write down your vision of God, how you see him, who he is, and what he does. And then, review a list of the names of God and see if your vision of who God is lines up with who God says that he is. Have a list of the names of God that give the definition of those names. You will begin to see God's vision of who he really is. As you begin to see how great God is, you catch his vision for your life. Whatever circumstance we experience, we begin to see God's vision for that circumstance, and we see through the eyes of God. And that takes powerful revelation that is only given by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. And fifth, do not come to God empty-handed. Now, this is something that many children of God have missed. Constantly give to the Lord of your substance, of the increase of the work of your hands. Our money, our money goes wherever our heart is. Give into the kingdom of God. I remember sitting one day and I was just in awe and, and I just had a thought and I was just saying to God in my mind, Lord, you're so good to me. Why do you do such wonderful things for me? Why are you so good to me? Do you know what God said? I don't remember what all I was marveling over. I remember what I said and I remember what he said. He said, you know how to give. That's what he said to me. He said, you know how to give. Give offerings to God. Don't always have an empty hand out asking God to give something to you. Cornelius in the Bible, he knew how to get God's attention. The Bible says that the 3 p.m. hour, the ninth hour, the angel of the Lord appeared unto Cornelius. Despite him being a Roman, Cornelius was a worshiper of God. Cornelius was a devout man who regularly prayed and gave to charity. One afternoon, while Cornelius was praying, he saw a vision of an angel of God who told him that God had heard his prayers, Acts 10, 3 to 8. One day at about the ninth hour, he had a clear vision of an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. And Cornelius stared at him in fear and asked, What is it, Lord? The angel answered, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have ascended as a memorial offering before God. Cornelius was a giver to the Lord. And we see that Cornelius got God's attention. He said, Your alms and your prayers, your giving to the poor, your giving and your prayers have come up as a memorial before God. Cornelius got God's attention. He was not just presenting his prayers before God empty-handed. Proverbs 19 and 17, whoever gives to the poor lends to God and God will repay them. Solomon was asked by God, what do you want more than anything in the world? He was confident that what he chose, God would give him. He could have asked for wealth or long life or power over his enemies. But King Solomon asked God for something very important. 
He asked God for none of those things. Instead, he asked God for wisdom, that intimate knowledge of God that strengthens one with the skill to guide and govern people in a way that blesses God. He wanted wisdom to judge God's people as a ruler over the people. And so because he chose intimacy with God over wealth, long life or power over his enemies, God granted Solomon's request. But let's back up for just a little bit. Solomon understood the significance of intimacy. He realized that apart from God, he possessed no knowledge as king. God chose to bless him abundantly because of a desire. But this is not the case for everyone who desires or has an intimate relationship with God. The blessing is going deeper. It's not always material, but it's always spiritual. We become more like him. That's the blessing that we all receive. God gave Solomon, though, more than what he asked for. It was a time of promotion to a larger vision. God's vision was larger than Solomon's vision. Solomon had apparently seen his father, David, how he acquired God's attention, how David was a giver, how David would come to God with burnt offering and sacrifice as such a great altar to God. And this was very costly. However, God responded. As he responded with David, he also responded to Solomon's giving. The day that Solomon asked God for wisdom, that same timing, Solomon had offered a tremendous amount of wealth, a tremendous offering to God that cost him great wealth. He laid this offering before God at the altar. And the Bible says that fire came down and assumed the offering at the altar of God. Solomon puts a tremendous offering before God. He has seen his father, David, make these type of offerings before God. But this was a tremendous, he was lavishing and this offering before God. Those who have an intimate relationship, they're not selfish souls. They are givers. God spoke to me one day. He told me to give a certain amount of money to someone. And I, in my mind's eye, I looked at my finances. I said, Lord, I, I don't have that to give to her. I don't, I don't have it. And the Lord said, share what you have. Share what you have. I knew that that meant don't look for extra money. Give out of your need. Share what you have. I want to tell you that I did just what the Lord said, and an avalanche of blessings fell upon my life. I gave out of my need, and God multiplied what I needed in return. I'm not telling anyone to give their light bill or to give their emergency funds. I am telling you that God directs us how to give. It was the obedience that God was looking at. He was looking at the obedience and the generosity and the blessing. It opened the door for blessings for me. Obedience is better than sacrifice. I've given you steps today for a more intimate relationship with God, which will bring you into a place of promotion and the windows of heaven will open over your life and a spiritual avalanche will take place. One, be transparent with God. And two, throughout the day, shift your focus, your attention to God. Three, set time to be alone with God. Schedule him into your day, your prayer life. Four, discover how you see God. Sit down with pen and paper and write down how you see God. And then take a list of the names of God that define those names to see how God sees himself. 
See if your list lines up with how God sees himself. And fifth, do not come before God empty-handed. Constantly give to the Lord substance of the work of your hands. The Bible tells us that when Job came with sacrifice to ask God to bless his children, he came before him with sacrifice. Don't come before God empty-handed. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Turn Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org.